I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Pod in the City. I'm John. And I'm Amanda. Uh, We are two besties who bonded over sex in the city back in college. Now, 20 years later, we're reliving it like it's our first time. On today's episode, titled Sex in the City, which is the pilot, um, an anecdote about Elizabeth typifies how problematic it is for successful New York women to find a good man. Next, at a birthday party for 30-something Miranda, Carrie and her friends vow to stop worrying about finding the perfect male and start having sex like men. Carrie has several encounters with tycoon heartthrob Mr. Big. Miranda starts dating nice guy Skipper Johnson. Charlotte goes on a date with Capote Duncan. But when she tells him she won't have sex with him, he goes to a club and winds up going home with Samantha. And here we are, John. Wowie, wow, wow. That was the longest... Oh, and I didn't read. I didn't read it beforehand. And the first, the first <laughs> sentence had all, all these weird words in it. An anecdote about Elizabeth typifies how problematic it is for successful. It was just too many big words coming out. Well, me. I hope you learned your lesson. I, I should actually prepare things. Ever. <laughs> Why would I start now? Well, if you're listening and you continue listening, you'll know um, we do our best over here. All right. So guess what, everyone? We're here. It's here. It's the inaugural episode. I've been edging and I like it never ends. The edging never ends because last week we tried to record this. And of course, 
Amanda's internet wasn't working. Yeah, that's what happened. I was like having a full <laughs> meltdown and John's over there like, oh, well, I mean, do you have tabs open or like, did you try to unplug your router? And then I sit down and I'm like, well, why don't we run a speed test? I'm like, mine's at like 235. What's yours? And he goes, oh, four. I was like, oh, maybe it's your internet. I mean, come to find out it was on my end. (laughs) So just this whole last week, I've been like riding that, like I've been vibrating, I've been Mm -hmm. buzzing. I've been really excited because I mean, we've been talking about this for like a hot minute. Yep. We've been talking about the podcast for a hot minute. And you know what the fucking world needs? What? Another podcast. Another podcast about an early 2000s TV show. It really does. And so if you're one of those people who doesn't already have 50 hours of podcasts to drone on in the background, throw us on there too. Um, Speaking of, we do also have a little side Patreon with our our, uh, Pod in the City podcast. Um, And over there we're talking about some kind of... Sex in the City adjacent shows. Yeah, but each um, week it'll kind of be the same thing, like week one, week two, week three, week four. Uh, we uh, have so far we have Girls, mm-hmm. which is my favorite show. I'll say it now. Uh, we also have what else did we do Amanda? we did so these are it was like it's pilot week by the way if you sign up like right now for patreon you get all four of our patreon episodes and they're uh, all pilots yeah which <laughs> so, is pretty exciting because you'll get to rec- see like whether we want to keep doing that show or whether we don't you know <laughs> no i think golden I think girls i'll bangers. do till the end of time baby yeah, Golden Girls, we have Broad City and Girls, which look, we're sticking with Girls. Because it's, I, I mean, I, I can't wait to see you react to just certain episodes. It'll well, I know a lot great. of people feel that Girls is the, like, it was a more modern version of Sex and City. I disagree. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we hope that you can stick with us. And since this is our inaugural episode, what I'm kind of looking for is... I just, I like feedback. Amanda is maybe, is afraid of some of it, but I'm willing to hear what you guys have to say. What can we do? Because I, I like, like I listen to podcasts too, and I have things that I like. I have things that I don't really like. Now, some of the things when I was a teacher, I was, I'm a former teacher. um, And one thing I thought about with my students was uh, if you can't fix something in like five minutes, um, it's not usually helpful to someone. Yeah. So like telling someone that they like are overweight, that's really bad. I can't, I can't go lose 25 pounds in five minutes. Can I? Or so, telling, telling someone to change their entire personality. Yeah. So <laughs> we are who we happen. are. So like us or don't, I'm cool yeah. with that. And one thing we do both have semi annoying voices. We do. We're shrill. Um, We're shrill. But sorry, we come from musical theater. Ugh. Yeah. But we so, promise we don't carry that personality with us. We left music theater because well, we hate music theater people. If you do listen to our grab bag, mixed bag pop culture, uh, I'm going to be dipping a little bit oh, back into my musical theater sure. bone. And it's not, I don't know. I'm going to sound like a loser, a musical theater nerd. And I don't <laughs> no, know. I, I, I can, I'll go there with you. I'll go on okay, that journey good. with you. So right, anyway, well, yeah, we're here to theater. actually do Sex in the City. Uh, now, Amanda, yeah. tell me, remind me, 
How did you get into Sex and the City again? Like, what Okay, was your so I watched it at, like, 1 in the morning with my TV turned very low in my bedroom, 13-inch television. What um, would your... Okay, sorry to cut you off immediately. No, what would Dawn and um, uh, Daphne think if they knew you were watching Sex and the City? Huh, they- I don't know. I was allowed to watch anything except one time I was watching Kids in the Hall and there was a sketch about um, like someone was at a pharmacy trying to buy crab shampoo for like his crabs. And my mom lost her mind. She like dragged me downstairs (laughs) to my dad, like where he's playing the piano. He was always, he's always, always, always playing the piano. And she's Mm -hmm. like, Don, do you know what Amanda's watching up there? They're they're buying crab shampoo. And that was the the only time she's ever been bothered at all about anything I watch. So yeah, my parents let me watch anything I wanted to. Um, And like their mindset was like, well, you know, if you restrict what, what they're allowed to watch, like they're going to want to watch that more. more and so yeah. like, I mean, that was kind of true. Like I remember my friends good. wanted to watch South Park and I was like, ew, I don't like that. It's too vulgar or something. And I'm like, now I look back and I'm like, what the fuck? Now I don't have any pictures of this, but I don't know if you knew this, but in like in high school, I, I think people who have been listening to me for a Oh no, I years, know that you love um, South Park. Trey Parker. Trey Parker was like my childhood crush. I, I yeah. would still totally sleep with him. But in a high, I, I get, I have this weird personality where I will just hyper focus on one thing for like a, a long time in the 90s, you know, every piece of information about it. And then that's my obsession. It's all I think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and currently it's obviously sister wise. And mm-hmm. South Park for some reason was the moment for me. And my whole room in high school was just decorated by Spencer's gifts. Um, except in Canada, it's called San Francisco's. And I had every, like, I had like these dolls that were like huge, uh-huh. like the size of mm-hmm. my head. I had all four of them. I had posters like on every inch of my wall. Like I had keychains, magnets, every, like for the wow. for three years, everyone always knew what to get me as a present. Just like anything South Park. I don't know what happened to any of that stuff, but it's probably worth money now. <laughs> Out the fucking door, garage sailed. Hundreds of dollars worth. And I'm sure my mom would just go in there and go, yep, it's, this is this I is can't daughter. even imagine. <laughs> There's this TikTok video, um, this trend where some, like the person on camera goes up to everyone in their family and they go, if there was a new person meeting our family, who'd be I've the person that. that you warned them about? And I, it's so triggering for me because I know without a doubt, Every person, oh, Amanda. You think? Not that, like, you need to warn, but, like, she's the weird one. She's, like, the black sheep. Everyone likes me, but, like, she's the one that you're not really going to understand why she lives her life in such a way. Well, again, it's that art. You have an arts background, like, artist. (laughs) Only Mm. child as well, so socially. When I'm putting groups of, like, normie-type people, I'm definitely classified as, like, eccentric. Right. Everyone enjoys you, usually. Like, you're the or or they hate you. Well, nowadays, I'm on a... um, I'm on a peace train, and Mm -hmm. people don't really hate me now anymore. No, me too. I wasn't saying you in particular. I was saying you as a as a we. Oh no, no. I I also though I have gone through periods of time where majority of people probably hated me. Uh, so that's kind of why I've made like a. Anyway, my <laughs> relationship with Sex in the City started 
like mm-hmm. kind of similarly one of like my memory of it was the thing that i remember the most is i was working at Supercuts, which is this like haircut place oh fun no. did you hear a lot of like fun gossip like girl i had yeah it was a lot of I feel weird like they must have happened. loved you there. I feel I feel like were you just like the sassy gay man? No, I was 16 years old. Yeah, but still. So like I was 16 years old, very like sheltered type. Like mm-hmm. I I cried when my friend smoked weed. So like that gives <laughs> you kind of like a like I was kind of goody goody ish. Right. Uh and so I was 16 years old and I was a receptionist there. And I remember talking to like the manager of the place about um sex in the city because i think it was like nearing towards the finale or something no it, How, i think so because i was born in 86 right so if you were 16 oh i guess yeah you're right that was like 2002 i guess you're right okay god i, I think it was maybe um maybe i was 17 or something and that's some of my really hardcore memory because i remember watching the first seasons on like vhs because I wasn't, I mean, in 98, I was 12. Um, and I did watch Real Sex because we did have HBO. Oh, everyone, yeah, everyone watched Real Sex. Um, that was, that was I'd good. love to recap some Real Sex. Oh, I, I would I, do that in a uh, heartbeat. <laughs> I, I think that would be really fun. Um, but uh, so that's where I really got into it. I think it's like something that as a, as like a kid who was a little gay boy, who liked flamboyancy and, you know, fabulosity following like the, the lives of those four, like fabulous women, all of them, powerful women. I've always gravitated towards that. So, and then it became a cultural phenomenon. Really. You remember the very first episode you watched because mine was the naked dress one. And I remember feeling so scandalized and thinking that Carrie was such a slut for wearing that dress. I don't remember at all. Okay. Unfortunately. Tell me though now, let before we get started on getting the whole series going, what now do you think is your favorite episode? If you thought off the top of oh, your head. it's running with scissors, like hands down. Okay, remind everyone what happens in that. That's where um where she finally gets caught by Big's wife and she falls down the stairs and breaks her teeth. And Miranda okay, and, and yeah. at the same time Samantha is getting an AIDS test. Okay. And then Miranda, oh, and like Charlotte sees Big and Carrie at the at the hotel. And there's oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, yes, 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 yes. And they're both like, uh, that one. But I also really love the one with Nathan Lane because I think Miranda looks so beautiful in that episode. Oh, he gets married. Yeah, the, uh, the one with her in the Hamptons. Love that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? Miranda does look really pretty. And her and Steve have that thing with the, the flowers, like the purple jasmine yeah yes yeah whatever it was lavender Um, i always remember the hot child in the city one that's a great episode because she like goes and like uh with the guy who's like basically lives with his parents yeah and they go play video game or like they go to an arcade they eat fried chicken and she like smokes weed and at the end she's like exactly and then the end like the parents show up at the house yeah that they're at and she's like He's like, oh my god, that's her weed. Like she put, po- he puts it on her, and she's like, um, and then she takes it at the end. Yeah, she goes, yes, ma'am, I did bring the marijuana into the apartment, and I'm taking it with me when I leave. Hot child in the exactly. city. It just these are the things that just live in my head. So it's like free. it's weird 
they're not weird things, but like certain moments just stick out to me. Mm-hmm. I also like when they go like in the, the episodes where they go to LA and she does, she meets Great with episodes. Matthew McConaughey and they yeah. have rent the old car. And oh uh, yeah. So anyway, let's get into this first one. So in case you didn't know sex in the city, I don't know why you'd really be listening to this, but right. Whatever, but, we, but sex we, in the cities. We, we want you to know that we know our shit. Like, we, yeah, we're not like complete yeah. imbeciles. No, We've watched we this. this. Um, now, please don't. We back in theater camp. I did teach at a theater camp. Um, they would call it nerd bullying, where like, let's say we miss, we miss, um, uh, we I misremember totally a fact or something, yeah. and say it. Please don't attack us. Sorry, I've smoked like. We've both enjoyed our lives um, where yeah. some of my brain cells don't oh, always totally connect. Sure. Um, yeah. So I may misremember something. Please have grace. Anyway. Oh so, my God. The other, wait, the other day, <laughs> I'll say this because it's on Patreon. The other day I- This I isn't said, Patreon. Oh, this isn't? Okay, then never mind. But you I'll, might need I'll, to- I'll say Okay, if you'd like thing. to hear that story, please join us on our Patreon. No, <laughs> yeah, it's patreon.com slash pod and the city. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so- just to give a tiny rundown of Sex and the City. Okay, it's originally based on a column that was written by Candace Bushnell. She originally had written this column, um, and Carrie wasn't a part of it. But she ended up introducing Carrie as a way to, um, she says, so that her parents couldn't directly read about her sex life. She used it kind of as her pseudonym. But she also still referenced herself. So it was kind of like a, having two characters, I guess. So originally when Darren Starr, who did the show, who's also gone on to do a bunch of other shows and did a bunch of shows before, like I thought he had something to do with the Golden Girls, didn't he? Or am I misremembering? I feel like he does, like, is he doing like Euphoria? He's doing something like Emily in Paris. Oh, and oh, he did Younger. I hate that show. Oh, what did he do in the Um, old days though? Um, Melrose Place, Beverly Hills, 90210, Younger Emily in Paris, and Just Like That. By the way, okay. guys, after we finish this first season of Sex and the City, we're going to recap. Um, we're going to blast through all of And Just Like That so that we're ready uh, when it actually comes back on. I have yet to watch an And Just Like That episode because... I can't wait to discuss that. While I hold Sex and the City sacred in my heart, be- but I do oh, like the Sex and the City it. 2 movie. Which, no, you don't. If I'm willing to like Sex in the City 2 movie, I must um, be fine with and just like that. I think you like it ironically. I mean, I've obviously seen it 25 times. It's I mean, dumb. It's dumb-ass entertainment. It's not like I'm watching it like, ha, 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 It's like, oh, put it on in the background. When freaking Samantha's eating the guacamole with the big-dicked guy who lives next door. I mean, but the guy's that's, fine. That's the first movie, which is a perfect movie. Oh, wait. That's in the first Yes. Shit. Yes. Okay, please don't bully me already. Yeah, here we go. I'm we already misbullying. <laughs> By the way, oh, that, the Star... second one had the had the babysitter with the white t-shirt who runs yeah. in a sprinkler and has her boobs. Okay, yeah. All which right. Is a, which is a plot they already they took Well, from I may I may reconsider once I rewatch Sex and the City. No, you're going to you're going to hate you're going to hate it. Um oh, but uh Darren Star the uh, the thing that I recently watched that he was part of that was okay i probably wouldn't go back and watch it if it got a second season but it's uncoupled with a uh, neil patrick harris it's oh on God, i can't i don't like it was patrick i don't remember harris. anything about it i don't like neil patrick harris um, oh no i don't think are we supposed to i could see us <laughs> doing emily in paris you know sure, i've never seen that but i haven't I'm, either and i've anyway so 
17 Minutes In, Sex in the City, Episode 1. Remember, this is written from, based on a column, okay? And I thought, interestingly, in this first episode, you can really see that after this episode, there is a shift already. Oh, which, yeah. Which which happens in a lot of shows, but there's a lightning, I feel. There's a general lightning of, like, everything. And really, you know, just saying, but SJP also originally didn't really want to do Sex in the City at all and basically had to be begged by Darren Starr. And um, even after they did the pilot, she didn't like it. And I would guess it's partially because of the way she looks in it. She looks weird. She's rocking the the middle part, which I guess mm-hmm. the kids are trying to bring back these days. I keep seeing TikToks about it. And I'm like, no one looks good with the middle part. I agree. Ooh, that Should that be part of our rant, my rant later? Anyway, um, yeah, I... I think that she just looks darker. And I also yes. think based on the intro, like the, or the, you know, the iconic pink tutu look. Yes. That must have been filmed after this too, because I, the looks are so, she does not, it doesn't look like the same characters. Not at all. Not at all. And yeah, you, you said earlier, cause we wanted, we wanted to have a segment every week where we talk about our favorite, like, like best fashion moments or funniest fashion moments. And we're like, everyone's just wearing black in this episode. I really was trying to look and like at Miranda's birthday dinner, all four of them are wearing black. Mm -hmm. And it stands out to me really with someone like Charlotte. You don't like I black. I I wouldn't imagine her wearing. I don't really see her wearing black a lot. Right. But maybe I'll be reminded as we go, go through these again. But it, it just was weird to me. Now it does fall along in that trope of like, Black, like if you live in New York City, you wear black. You know, like that's always been kind of Cause every, yeah, because everyone's so angry all the time. But yeah, and, but you're right. The whole everything just seems dark. I don't know if I would have kept watching this show to be honest if I just saw saw the pilot. It just doesn't. It gives me a weird feeling. I always like I in rewatches of the show. I always skipped the first season because I was like, eh, it's not really. But I'll say I kind of didn't hate this, and I almost kind of wish that they kept a little of that in the show because if you look if you like put this episode side by side with like at the far end sex in the city the movie too okay sure yeah they don't like they look like polar opposite everything they don't have the same like anything seems the same except oh wait till you see and just like that it's just that's where i'm I'm terrified because there's a glee, like there's a gloss amongst all of that where this first episode, well, there is still like a gloss amount, like New York city was never this clean, but there's, it's still like gave me a little bit of like a grit and like an interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we can all agree that we are, we all felt relief when they finally got rid of, people talking to the camera. I I didn't hate that in rewatching this. And I hate myself. The one person I didn't hate as much was Carrie. She can kind of get like, I thought Sarah Jessica Parker can kind of get away with the look at the camera. Cause there's one part. She really does it when she's introducing Stanford in this episode. Yeah. I was like, Oh, she seems kind of natural, but having the, anyway, let's get into the rundown of what happens. So, uh, we start off kind of without this like interesting fake out, which I, I like it. Reminds me a lot of horror movies. Do you watch horror movies much? Uh, Justine loves horror movies. I have seen horror movies, but like I'm, I'm not a horror movie person. One of the like big, the big things that they do in a lot of horror movies, and you'll see it in like a movie like Scream, especially mm-hmm. because they play it up, is having this like fake out beginning, 
that you think that you're following this one character and you're thinking you're going to follow their story and then they flip and it's actually about this other person. Right, like so Psycho. Follow- so yeah, we're following this story, which I would never watch this show about Elizabeth meeting yeah. Tim and they have this beautiful romance and and it's all going beautifully and she thinks it's great. And then one day she asks, he asks to meet, uh, for her to come meet his parents. You think he's going to ask, because Carrie's, like, talking about it, is like, oh, you know, he popped the question or whatever, and he says, would you like to meet my parents? And she says, yes. And then, which was, is weird, he calls and cancels, and then she never hears from him again. Now, I got to know, what happened to Tim? Okay, well, the only only explanation is that he met someone else. Because, like, otherwise, like, why would you... I don't think any guy would offer to meet parents unless that's you were, what I like, invested. And this woman is also like not trashy. She's like gorgeous. They met at a gallery opening. Like. And she's waspy. Like you would want to. So I think the only, cause I would also be like, what the hell? So the only explanation to me is that an ex-girlfriend came back in his life. Or, like there's another person involved. That's all I can think of. I mean, what do you think? <sighs> I'm I'm gonna guess that Tim was went to Times Square and found a glory hole in 1998, and he realized that he was gay. I really don't know because it's so fucking annoying to me. And if I was Elizabeth, I'd be tracking Tim down, and like <laughs> I'd be like, I need closure. I do not work well on just leaving. F- I don't like ends. I I need like be done. Especially if you want me to meet your fucking parents and then you just don't, like, anyway. So uh, then we go through these, we start meeting some of these characters. And now a couple of them, I'm glad that they never really popped off. But we get to uh, (laughs) Miranda, who obviously, iconic. She's telling a story about, uh, she says, I have a friend who's always gone out with extremely sexy guys and just had a good time. One day she woke up and she was 41. Was this triggering, Amanda? I turned 41 in two months. <laughs> hey, I, at least I don't live with my parents, but I, I mean, am, I'm not in a relationship and I definitely don't have kids. I'm going to be 38 in four days. Mm, you're get, ooh, fun. Girl, I, oh. I do get, I do just call myself almost 40 and people yeah. are like, you're not almost 40. Anyway, so one day she woke up when she was 24 and she couldn't get any more dates. She had a complete physical breakdown, couldn't hold on to her job, and had to move back to Wisconsin to live with her mother. I think that times have changed. What do you think, Amanda? Um, I think that I think that's more common than normal now. I feel like people live with their parents until they're like for their entire lives now. Okay, not that part. I'm saying that not finding dates at 41 led to a complete physical breakdown to go live with your parents. No, people would choose to live with their parents because of whatever reason. Yeah. Financial stuff. Well, financially, but I think it's a lot easier to date nowadays because of, uh, dating sites. Yeah. Cause like I, I, I wouldn't know how to go out and meet someone cause I'm so socially awkward and shy and I hate being around like people I don't know. I hate going to parties. Like I don't know where I would meet anyone ever Mm -hmm. in my life well i thought that was something interesting in this is that like later when they're at the club their people aren't on their cell phones you know like they're actually having these like genuine connections um but i also think that nowadays being single at 41 isn't like as like oh my god it's the end of the world you're never gonna find someone like it's not really the same but i could see someone like elizabeth 
who is not um, like me, model. someone who has their <laughs> life really put together. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I would be like, why are, anyway. I could see why someone the like me. The thing that uh, triggers me the most in this Miranda scene, also they've soft they soften Miranda's character, thank God, because she comes off so aggressive and I hate I her. I would have thought, <laughs> now they do end up doing this and in just like that, but I would think that Miranda would be, I'm surprised she never came out at some point in the series. Yeah. She gives the lesbian of the group vibe. Like she just does. And I mean, she is. In real life. I think a lot of it has to, has to do with the haircut. Also, she is a lesbian in real life. But yeah, anyway, that's... all that aside, the problem that I had with this scene is that she's standing at, like, one of those, like, bodegas with, like, the buffet. And uh, yeah. and she's she ha- she's holding a thing, uh, a, a plastic container that she's put, sa- like, cold salad in. And then in her, she's holding tongs. And in the tong, she has picked up a single <laughs> hot chicken wing. Like a like a, a chicken wing, a uh-huh. hot wing, and she like, and then she just dumps it in the salad. So that's the meal. It's like a <laughs> salad, and then a hot, one single hot wing, and then later on the bench, like she, it's still there, and then she takes a bite out of the wing at some point. I really struggle with killer. the hot bar situation. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not one on those. You know, yeah. getting stuff at the hot bar like that, or oh, like, but but if you're like really stoned and it's like one o'clock in the morning and that hot bar is open, like okay. you're, you're making your that. money back on. I, I can see that. I can see that. I have a DoorDash addiction, which uh, oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if they're listening, I'd love a DoorDash sponsorship. Please. Sure, that would be my number or skip one. Skip the dishes um, or Uber Eats. We'll take. We don't have those. skip the dishes. Yeah, it's Canadian. We don't have DoorDash. Anyway, then we get to meet Charlotte. And she says most men are threatened by successful women. If you want to get these guys, you have to keep your mouth shut and play by the rules. And the rules are um, that you need to follow are basically shut up, look weak, <laughs> yeah. be submissive, and like, I guess. Gamble in distress, yeah. Because we get to look at these disgusting other men who are like, oh, you know, um, when I was 20 women just like they weren't even interested but now that i'm in my 30s women have no they have nothing to provide and now i'm the treasure and i'm like <laughs> are you fucking joke and then to wrap it up that guy goes in and says why don't women just date like huge fat disgusting whale men and you know what i want to tell you that mindset still happens and that's why these men are out here being freaking basic ass beta males who think that they're alphas who but they're are really the incels. Like women don't want you, sweetie. Yeah. Women don't want you just because you have pecs. I mean, I want you because you. I mean, go find a gay guy <laughs> and he'll want you. I'm sure. <laughs> but women aren't wanting it. We do get to meet little old Skipper though, which I got questions about Skip. Okay, like I um first of all his hair uh I I, I, I never had a problem the with the hair thing. But I Skip I never had a problem hair. with it, but it now it reminds me so much of Cody Brown and his stupid ramen hair that I'm like, uh, "Oh, nobody can have curly hair now." This is tighter though. And it's the thing really I didn't tight. like was the the like six ringlets down the yeah. front. That's yeah. Now push it back or something. I thought he was well cast for what he's supposed to represent, though. Just like the the okay looking guy who's way too nice, and it's like, oh. But my question fun. is, why would he ever? Be, I don't see how he would be Carrie's friend, right? And then she says, "Oh, her friends are so much older than him." 
Where did she meet Skipper? How does she know him that he's in his, that he's much younger than her? He has no interest in Carrie and he wants to hook up with, well, he probably does have interest in Carrie. I've known many men who are like, anyway. Um, but he says that he believes that love conquers all. And sometimes you just have to give it a little space. And that's exactly what is missing in Manhattan. The space for romance. Now tell me, Amanda, mm-hmm. do you feel like you're on a quiz show here? Tell me, Amanda, do you think that that's what is missing in, you know, love in general is the space for romance? Uh, I mean, well, I don't know. It's hard for me to even address any of this dating stuff because I'm just so broken by the whole thing that I just have no, I have no faith in it whatsoever. But uh, I, I mean, I definitely like having my own space. I don't want somebody who's going to be, want to be around me all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, not like that's that's not what the space for romance. <laughs> well, okay, well then I was just, I just I turned yeah. on to the word space. I'm like, yes, space. I want. My well, space. I I get it. If I was trying to like have relationships with straight men, I would literally just want to end it all because they're deluded. But I think that romance is really important. Yeah. Don't you think? Sure. Anyway. We're both like, yeah, sure. We're both we're currently single. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, but you, but you want that. I have no interest whatsoever. My thing is though, I was rewatching this, and I must have been somewhere in my head because later there's something about, um, oh, it's later. Big and her have anyway. L- let's save that. Okay. So anyway, then we go to Miranda's birthday party, and there's drag queens, and I yeah, love I that. looked this up. It's called um shoot something Chang's Ruby Chang's. Okay, yeah, and uh, I looked up who the drag queen was, and it was it's not a hundred percent sure, but I think her name is Misunderstood. Oh, well, there were three. Right, but, like, the main one that looked kind of... That like Ruby Chang's place is, like, Bob the Drag Queen worked there. Oh! And, um... Uh, or, no, Lucky Chang's, not Ruby Chang's. Lucky Chang's, Lucky Chang's. Yes, Chang's. there you go. And, like, Thorgy Thor worked there because there's a story... Like, they had a story on one of their podcasts where they talk about when they worked there together. Oh, And fun. how they... Yeah, um... They're pretty fucking funny. Anyway, then we get to meet Samantha. Yeah. Um... And we come into this, like, conversation, and she says, look, you're a successful saleswoman in this city. You have two choices. You can bang your head against the wall and try and find a relationship, or you can say, screw them, and just go out and have sex like a man. And Carrie says, you mean with dildos? No, I mean with feel, without feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Basically how I have sex now. Um, I mean, that's how... I've had sex for the last uh, many years. That's where I was having this realization a little bit later where I was thinking, hey, maybe... Uh, maybe there's more to this. You're right. uh, <laughs> so um, basically that's kind of where we get into like the idea of what this whole episode's kind of about is how to have... Like, you know, would women have relationships like a man? Like, you know, and in their their view of what that would be. And the biggest thing is like not having that connection. Right. Yeah. And also, how old is Samantha? How old are the people? Again? Okay, so I did look that up. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker was thirty-three. Oh, Cynthia Nixon was thirty-two. Oh my god! That surprised me. Kristen <laughs> Davis was thirty-three. Okay. And Kim Cattrall was forty-three. Mind you, the bitch looks better. Th- and when I say bitch, I'm not referring to her in a bad way. No, no. The bitch looks fucking good. If oh, I could look like amazing. her. 
ever, I would have been happy. Like, yeah, I, I know oh, I'll never. She was incredible. When I was 20, I didn't look like, I mean, like, fucking hell. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so we do get to meet. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We meet Samantha. That's pretty yeah, much. They, oh, they, talk they talk about, they talk about this movie that I looked up and I, I watched the scene and I, there was, I, I, I was very bothered by, I think on this rewatch, I'm going to end up ha- hating <laughs> Cynthia Nixon I don't know because she's oh. just so awful and then just like that and she was so unlikable in this episode but where they're talking about a movie called The Last Seduction which mm-hmm. I had never heard of and she's like oh that the woman just fucking that guy up against the fence and I feel like that line was written and performed that way to really shock the audiences like ooh, you've never oh. heard women talk like this on TV and then I watched that scene and it's like not hot at all it's like really awkward and like it's like one second. I want to watch that. Oh, you Should can we cover find that? It. Should we cover that movie? It's a, it's a 10 second scene. No, the whole movie, babes. Oh, oh I don't know. It's like from the 80s. <laughs> ah, you I love an 80s? erotic thriller. Yeah, actually, the 80s were probably like pretty like horny back then. I, I gotta like say, like some of those movies are way better than now. Everything literally looks weird. I know. Just stay tuned for my rant in the <laughs> grab bag episode. Anyway, um, so Charlotte hated the movie. That's where we get our first little glimpse. That was ve- that was very Charlotte to me. Like we got some establishment of who these women were. They're all strong, but Charlotte is the kind of always been a like slightly prudish one, right? Um, and the question that they're asking it, the, the Carrie really asks here is: Were women in New York really giving up on love and throttling up on power? And then we get to meet Stanford. Oh, R.I.P. Willie Carson, who is not gay in real life, which actually was I, see, stupid. I don't, does kill. I don't have a problem. I mean, and it doesn't matter whether or not I fucking have a problem with it. But I personally don't have a problem with straight men playing gay men because I because you know gay men play straight men. I, I think as long as you're performing the character respectfully, <laughs> I doesn't matter i would say yes because it has to go both ways because you can't say i don't want to see gay guys playing straight people but i will say that with as many gay actors as there are Mm -hmm. i think we could kind of find gay people to play characters. oh definitely and it would probably be different now like i feel like today he would absolutely have been cast by an actual gay guy i actually think this show would have been very different nowadays and Mm. it would have been called and just like that and it would have been horrible anyway (laughs) yeah and they would have added three women of ethnicity (laughs) just to prove a point sanford wouldn't have been there because of now i'm along the lines i i feel that 
adding diversity to shows is necessary. It should of have course. been like that from the start because like I, I want to see an equal representation of how the world is. It'd be great. Um, but I do think that when you're just trying to do it for performative nature, like they seem to be doing and, and just like that. And that oh, was yeah. the thing that was turning, that turned me off before I even ever watched it. That's what turned me off. Because I'm like, you're still a, a very highly produced television show and all you're doing is you're going on Reddit and you're looking at what people bitched about your original series yeah. saying that there wasn't enough representation or whatever. And you're like, okay, let me do that. Let me do that. Let me do that. I think is it someone, even the same show with that? Everyone point? keeps saying that about like friends. They were saying that for a while, like, oh, it was all white people. And like, I think it was Lisa Kudrow or somebody from there made some statement like, yeah, you're right. It would be different, but that was we made this in the late 90s early 2000s so mm-hmm. i mean i guess get over it and then the conversation yeah. kind of stopped so. I, I kind of feel again i am very much on the side of diversity equity all of that for sure but there's a point when it's anyway oh okay <laughs> You're anyway, Willie, yeah, so Willie Carson. we get to meet Stanford, and this is one of those times when Carrie looks at the at the camera and, and introduces to him, introduces us to him, and he's like a typical gay guy. Now, there was a little piece of information that I saw that people or someone is now alleging that the character of Samantha Jones was originally written to represent a gay. I think I saw man. that. Yeah. And the way she acts and the way she does stuff. Oh, it's very, now, she's very drag. Like she oh, presents yes. very. Drag. But I would also say her idea too, and about this, how this episode questions of how women and men treat sex and relationships. Yeah. And she does lean more towards what they would traditionally have said as men. But I would question that and just say that is a type of woman, and so. Really, they are just representing more of a type of woman. Mm-hmm. There are women like that. It's not. It's not like all women are like. Oh my god! I need to. You need to tell. I need to tell you about my great aunt before you can eat my pussy or whatever. Right. You know, like. <laughs> so speaking of, um, we get to meet um, Kurt Harrington, who was one of Carrie's like guys who kind of he treated her like shit. But she kept going back. She kept going. Now, do you have you ever had any? Oh my god, like are you that? kidding? Yeah, well, the, I mean, luckily <laughs> now I live in Canada. So, like, first of all, I changed my phone number and I only gave it out to I think maybe 20 people have my phone number at this point. Um, but when I was living in New York, I mean, yeah, like it was just like texts from like booty call texts all the time. Luckily, I lived oh. all the way out in Long Island. Uh, so like it never could really happen, but yeah, of course. Cause I, I stay on really good terms with like everyone that I date or sleep with, except for, except for my last one, which was quite the doozy. But other than that, like I'm friends with all of my exes. So yeah, like I would always be up for it. And bacon fingers. Though. That's the one that went badly. <laughs> That's the one that really Got <laughs> turned it. me off of all dating. I mean, I, you know, it's hard for me because as a gay man, which I'm sure there's gay guys who might listen to this and fucking think I'm the most horrible (laughs) representation of our people. And I'm sorry, but I do, I have had sex with, I mean, I've had lots of situations, all right? And I can, you know, maybe one day on, on one of our episodes, I'll explain where, why that happened. You don't need to know that right now, but... 
So it is kind of hard for me to relate to some of this because I'm like, uh, you know, like that's nothing. Of course, I've had plenty of people right. that like I wasn't really into them like as a person, but I wanted to fuck them a yeah. lot. Oh like, yeah. Anyway, so um, you know, Carrie decides she's going to do a little experiment, and she's going to treat Kurt the way that he treated her. And um, she says, "Oh, you know." When he goes up to her, he says, I thought you weren't talking to me for the rest of your life. She said, who said anything about talking? And then he eats her out and without the emotional attachment. Right. And as we find out later, it actually made him want her even more, which, you know what? Yeah. That that part doesn't shock me. Men no. are still the same way. If you act like you really want someone, don't even. Oh, you need to basically pretend that you like aren't interested there needs to be a little bit of chase i don't like like to me i want you to flat out tell like me i'm i'm a little more black and white i'm like just tell me because i would just want to tell you i'm not going to continue something i don't want to be with someone or whatever i want to like oh i'm a real big fan of ghosting i tried not ghosting (laughs) like pretty recently and it turned out way worse than if i just ghosted in the first place yeah i haven't really had to ghost anyone lately like if i go on grinder or something i just block people oh well that's that's what i mean by ghost but that's not dating that's not like dating i haven't like gone on a date with them or anything okay anyway so they go and then as she's like basically leaving this this is when we meet big Wow. This is like the moment. So thoughts on Big? Uh, well, I mean, he is famously like hated. And well, I knew already before because I had a lot of friends that worked at Joe Allen in New York. And that was like where a lot of celebrities went. And I would ask all the waitresses, like, who's the biggest asshole? And all of them, before even thinking about it, would be like, oh, Chris Noth. Chris Noth. He's the worst. Mm. Like, it, just, it was just agreed upon. He was the worst. So I knew like way like years ago before this whole like him getting canceled thing happened that he was just a huge disgust okay am i dumb he got canceled yeah yeah you didn't know that he was supposed to be in like other episodes of and just like that uh like to come back in like dream sequences or like what happened you don't know what happened did he say something really bad oh uh, do you know what happened in like to his character doesn't he get a? I know because he had a heart attack on the Peloton. Right? Okay, yes, great. Uh, also, like hilarious. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious cultural reference for exactly that month and year. Exactly. <laughs> Just oh, Peloton's big right now. That's that's definitely still going to be talked about in a year from now. Uh, no, he. I think he. Someone he got me too. Basically, shocker. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not fucking shocked at all. Yeah, but I like, like I love men with any it. ounce of power will use it to mm-hmm. pillage all they can. It's, and also, he's and, seen as like a heartthrob, like icon. And he uh, is okay, though. You don't think he's hot? I never once watched the show and was like horny for him. Never, never once. I guess and I, was I think maybe because I was he- younger. He's but, the guy I would definitely cheat on Aiden with. Like, I totally would have cheated on Aiden with Big. The, the the scene later when they're in his car. Yeah. I would have fucked him there. <laughs> okay. Uh, because of his, the vibe he was giving. Like, yeah. I was feeling all of that. But and they have chemistry. I don't, do, do you think they, I think I they, think they have great have, I think they're great. I think they're, per, like, I've, watching this, 
I don't know how you could watch this and not think that's end game right there. Like, come on. Like. And it's also like, it's interesting to see when Samantha has like a little back and forth with him where she's kind of trying to mm-hmm. hit on him and there's just no chemistry there at all, which, well, which works. Based on the theme of the episode, which is, you know, having sex like men or whatever, like relationships like men. I, the point of it is that, Samantha then is trying to have the relationship like a man, and he is showing that that's not how all men are. You can clearly tell this is written by Oyan. Anyway, because he is basically, they are showing like, because that is what he says. And even in the conversation he has later with Carrie, she's saying, oh, you know, having sex without commitment, whatever. He's like, aren't you like that? And she's like, he's like, not one ounce, not one bit or whatever. Yeah, and you He's know like, what? He now, must never have been in while love. you were saying that, I was thinking in my head, "Oh no, but he is like that." But then I was going through, and I'm like, "He isn't like he that. Isn't. He isn't like he really is not necessarily a monogamous, but." No, he is. He, he like he's a like he loves love because even he the does. girl when when Carrie goes to the cabin and to the country mm-hmm. and uh, oh, that's another great episode where her computer breaks. My mother bored myself. Yeah, my mother bored myself Uh and Miranda's mom dies. But there's a couple episodes where she goes to the country. There's two. There's two. One of them is my, I think my mother, well, that doesn't matter. When he comes to the country, he's like crying over like that, the actress that he's doing. He's like Uh really upset by it. And Natasha, he like immediately married her. So like, I guess he wasn't really a male. He wasn't like a playboy, like. No. He was a rich businessman, but it does establish in this first episode that that is his vibe. Yeah, and so they kind of stick to it pretty much. Yeah, they do. Um, him and we'll we'll explore him and Carrie, he and Carrie's relationship throughout, and yeah, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, okay, so Skipper's hair barf. Uh, why and how did Carrie become friends with Skipper? These were my questions, and then so he's like, uh, he gets set up with Ramanda. Ramanda. <laughs> Miranda. Um, yeah but why um, would she pick miranda like carrie are you like do you want to punish this man clearly miranda i'm gonna, gonna tell you i think that she thinks that miranda's her ugliest friend i bet you oh no don't you think well oh, why not set her up with why not set him up with you think that she'd set him up with samantha no but i would think he, she'd set him up with charlotte Charlotte's MO is like gorgeous men. Yeah, like like model type Ralph Lauren. Model, but also like high class. Very Skipper's a little too blue collar. Lots of money. Rich, mm-hmm. like lots of money. So I could actually see how you know what? I actually think Skipper is a a, a stepping stone to Steve, kind of. Sure. I wonder why he was written out of the show because it seemed like they were setting him up for the first two seasons of being a recurring character and then he was just gone forever. I'm going to guess it just didn't um, fit with the narrative. Yeah. Because the idea is the central four and that's really all we care about. And you can dip in like people attached to them, but they can only be attached to their person. In and just like that, Anthony is like one of like more of a main cast member, and it just like doesn't work. Like I'm like I just I didn't need to know this much. I didn't need to follow Anthony on a whole storyline about scared. how he's never had butt sex before, because that's his whole arc for the last most current like most recent season. 
Wait, 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 Stanford? No. And wait, 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 wait. Stanford? And his name's Mario in the show? No. That's his real name. Anthony. Um, They've never... You're telling me that Stanford was the bottom for Anthony when they fucked because they yes, were married. Anthony's, Anthony's never bottomed. Apparently, Stanford was the bottom for Anthony. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think either of them really. I feel like they both don't get had an open top relationship or no. bottom. Uh, yeah, I but, agree. I completely agree. But uh, what would you think about me? Would you think I was a top or a bottom? What would you think, Amanda? I feel like you would just be everything. <laughs> I think you nasty. <laughs> I am everything. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's dealer's choice. Uh, but no, Anthony's, but then Anthony starts dating this guy with like this enormous hog. So that's um, the whole arc of like learning how to take it. But then when he finally, this is a spoiler alert too, but when his story finally gets wrapped up and I guess the final episode, it shows them like actually doing it. And like the guys behind him and, Anthony's like his face, like he has this horrified. The look final episode is him getting fucked in the butt. It's like a montage at the end, like oh, everyone's no. like Amanda you know, wrapping it up, and then it's I just may like need to. Seconds. I know this is our inaugural episode, but I may need to um, call this a one and done. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know <laughs> no. if I can get to that. It's no, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. <laughs> the other storylines are way worse. Wait till I mean. Just wait until we meet Che Diaz. That's all. I mean, I've already really- seen, I've seen clips of Che Diaz, and I think I've yeah. seen enough. Anyway, yeah. so we go to like this idea. She, I mean, and it doesn't make any sense that Miranda or Carrie set up Miranda with Skipper because she even says, um, "Let's see, uh, Miranda was going to hate Skipper. She'd think he was mocking her with his sweet nature, and decide he was an asshole the way she had decided all men were assholes." Yeah. Is me, <laughs> but I can also kind of see it because Miranda is like the hard at the hard and the soft, you know, which yeah. happens later with Steve and Miranda. So mm-hmm. they were always kind of following that storyline. So they go on this date, and Miranda's saying, Oh, um, Charlotte's setting up the pitch with Capote Duncan quickly between these. Sure, yeah, there's Charlotte like a little, a little jump in here. Um, Miranda says, I have this theory that men le- secretly hate pretty girls because they feel like they're the ones that rejected them in high school. Do you agree? I absolutely agree with that, but I also can, I can, t- and I, I feel like I would do this too. Uh, this is a thing that girls are really good at is setting, setting the other person up to say something shitty about them. She leads him right into this trap. Where she's like, everyone oh, here. I actually, <laughs> um, I actually had that as my note was, this is very Miranda or very Amanda coded. So, uh, <laughs> Miranda, Amanda, that's going to be like the new yeah. thing. Miranda, Amanda. Um, this is a Miranda, Amanda moment for sure. And I'm okay. I'm obsessed with the way that Miranda, Amanda comes out. Say that. Miranda, Miranda Manda. Yeah, it's it's, easy. it's, it's yeah, perfect. So. I love it. Anyway, um, so, um, but then she, he's like, right, but if you're not part of the beauty Olympics, you can still become a very interesting person. Are you saying that I'm not pretty enough? No, 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 no. Of course you are. So, ipto facto, I can't be interesting. Women either fall into one of two categories, beautiful and boring, or homely and interesting. Is that what you're saying to me? No, that's not what I meant. Of course. And then she goes, then she goes, is that your hand on my knee? I love the way she said that. Because he like but reaches was... forward just to touch her a little bit. Like, oh, no, no, no. Is that your hand on my knee? This kind of gave me cute little 
they had some chemistry then here. It kind of made sense. They have like a whole storyline. So yeah. Yeah, and she yeah. says, like, um, you know, you must think I'm beautiful or interesting or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then we get back to uh this this jumps all over the place. So then we're yeah. into Harry and Kurt, and she meets up, she sees him at the club because they're at the the chaos chaos yeah yeah club chaos which i thought actually looked kind of fun and i recently saw tiktoks where people were like talking about are clubs dead or something like because they've shown videos of like a club nowadays to back in like the old days Oh, okay. Like when we didn't have cell phones as much. Yeah, I think you know? that's probably a huge factor. And now people in clubs are like looking, like taking a bunch of photos. They're yeah. Like doing oh, a bunch of shit. And like in this, people are like just together, you know, get it, you know, it looks like such a vibe. Like, um, yeah. so anyway, Carrie and Kurt are there and he's like, oh yeah, this was great. It's so awesome. Like, let's do this again. Call me anytime. And then, um, Samantha sees big, all right, at Club yeah. Chaos. Because I guess, you know, if you do watch Real Housewives of New York, they do go to certain clubs like Boutique. They love to go to Boutique. That's a, a singles, older people's singles club. Oh, God, okay. Right? And anyway, Samantha sees him and she says, you see that guy? He's the next Donald Trump, except he's younger and much better looking. And he waves at Carrie. And then she's like, oh, do you know him? And she's like, oh, no, I've never I've never seen him before in my life or something. Well, then we go to Charlotte and Capote. Capote, right? Yeah. Capote she's playing hard to get. All right. He gets her a cab. And uh, they end up jumping in and going. It's like, uh, anyway. Um, she, she, she thinks that she played the play night. Yeah, she thinks she played it perfectly. And he's like, let me get you in a cab and I'll take you out next Saturday. And she's like, hmm. And then he's like, wait, actually, there's going to be two stops. And he's like, stop me off at the club. Because she says, well, which, again, the show is pretty good about, you know, theming things out. Because that Mm -hmm. is complete reflection of what the storyline is about. Like, the topic of this, Mm -hmm. you know, um, is how would you play it? And it, I mean, like, I kind of... I can see his side, like, sadly. It's like, yeah, I mean, he probably could have got a second cab, but, I mean, this was... Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I would never, never (laughs) do it like that. That was insane. But, you know. Um, So then back in chaos, and Samantha's, like, laying it on big. Um, But, again, like, we already kind of talked about, this shows that big isn't really, like, that type. He's not... She's saying that she can go take him down to a private room. And now what the fuck do you do in a private room besides what's she going to blow him? Which, like, is so wild to me. Like, I have had wild sex. I've, like, done crazy things mm-hmm. and in precarious places and situations. And I've never, like, walked up to someone in a bar or something and been like, hey, let me go. Let's go fuck in a bathroom. I I would like to be like that. But I, never. <laughs> I don't think you need to be. You also own a house that you could just go back to. <laughs> yeah, no reason doing it other places is fun. I mean, I guess. I mean, logistically. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I'm uh, a boy. It's it's different. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's different um, angles, I guess. Uh, but yeah, is this how did they say the word Mister Big, or has his name been established yet? Because I forget how the name got created, but like. I'm like, this is a pretty weak premise to have an entire character name based on this for the entire run of the series. 
did they ever call him big in this? I feel like maybe in the next episode, Carrie is going to reference, like make a reference to him as, oh, Mr. Big. Because he's. I like, also don't even understand. I, I got to say. It's stupid. Just I call don't get him John. what Mr. Big means. But we don't find out that his name is John until the finale, right? Until the final, the, like, moment. Wasn't that, like, the buildup of, like, the finale and all it shows is, like, he sent her a text and it says John? Yeah, that's Because I remember and, the buildup. And she had that flip phone with all the sequence exactly. on it. And then I did the same thing to my phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, we're, we're on Skipper and, and Miranda leaving. And she wants to break it off. But then he kind of gets aggressive. And then... Yeah. Um, that and is hot, I, though. This this, this, uh, this would get me into it, for sure. I, I wrote, and why am I Miranda? Because if he did that to me, I would be like, okay. Like, I would be like, like oh, all right. Okay, Which, yeah, This sure. is another side of you. I'm down. I certainly because, don't want to have to make the first move on this little pussy man. I'll tell you that powerful people, like, I am a powerful person with another person. Like, I'm sure you would be. I don't know what I'm like. I, I can be both. I can be really... I, when I, like, I fall in love, I fall in love really hard. Okay, but I like as a person who usually likes to be in control and stuff, if someone okay. does, like, grab me and, like, manhandle me for a second, I it does, like, do something oh, yeah. for no, me. Because I'm like, I'm like okay, I'll let go control. Mm-hmm. I've tried to get someone to, like, just... I mean, not get someone to. I've had a time where I did, like, go into some guy's house, right? And, like... Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> put on a blindfold. Okay, and yeah, sure. Anyway. I've had some 50, 50 Shades of Grey at nights uh, myself in my... Oh, back I think that's 30s. really fun. No, it was anyway. fun. And then, and then I blocked... I mean, he kept trying to contact me after that for, like, a date. I'm like, I'm not going to go and sit at a restaurant with you after all that. Oh, like I had... That. So there was this guy that I, like, hooked up with all the time. He was mm-hmm. fucking hot and had, like, the perfect penis. So good at sex. Like, really good and really hot. And then one day we were like, oh, should we, like, go on a date? Should we go out? Let's try and go out. We went to dinner on one dinner. (laughs) Okay. Literally after that dinner, I, like, didn't even want to have sex with the guy anymore. (gasps) Yeah. Sometimes you have to just have people in different – you have to compartmentalize people. That's one of my struggles right now is I compartmentalize too much and then I'm like well all I need is dick I don't and then I'm like well where am I gonna anyway we'll get into that we'll deep dive into that and then I I feel like I feel like there's sex and then there's like I'm like I already have these amazing friendships like like Mm -hmm. years long friendships with like a good like you know 10-15 people I'm like do I really need to start making like a new friend like I can just have some someone that I get laid and then I well I've definitely turned to I've turned a page on what I'm looking for in a relationship. And mm-hmm. really what I'm looking for is like someone I would want to just spend time with more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> Where it used to be different. Um, anyway. So Capote ends up hooking up with Samantha. And this is the most stay. like, this is the most like, it, it was 1998 when this aired, but this gave me like 1991 vibes. There was, was this like, show called Silk Stockings. Have yeah. Have you ever heard of that? And yeah. It, I never actually watched it because I was a child, but like, it reminded me of something like that. It was like, <laughs> yeah, just, sa- I like hate a sad thing with her. He mm-hmm. like 
pulls one of her uh, like one of her straps uh, straps down and and she's like looking back at now I'm glad I rewatched this again because my original thing was I thought she had more of like a melancholy melancholic look at the end where it was more like kind of being a reference of her not so anyway there's this movie I really like okay it's called Sleepaway Camp there's this um like cut in it where it does this really long extended cut Isn't that almost where the guy the the, the 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 penis at the end right yeah 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 um I, that's the there's know, there's like an extended cut of this one character and she's like saying something and then it just at the end of it I don't think they even intended to it but she has this look in her eyes that it's like this She's talking about being slutty or something, but then the end of it, her the way she looks is like there's a sadness in her eyes oh, and okay, it holds yeah. it a little too longer. So I first was thinking that was what was happening with Samantha, but then rewatching it today, she's like leaning back and then she just does like, she's like, yeah, like, she's, she's, into she's it. loving it. She I'm like, all right, girl, go off, yeah. sis. But <laughs> you know, that puts kind of a little cherry on the real big like idea here. It yeah. tells us that not all men, like that, not all men fuck the way that they're assuming and not all women fuck the way that they're assuming by yeah. Carrie's, you know, thesis or whatever. So then anyway, um, uh, we see Carrie waiting out of chaos for a cab and zero other people on the big. street, by the way, this is so like, this is, this makes no sense. Not yeah. like this is, would never happen. Um, and uh, though this sets up a huge, this is an iconic like moment in the whole series, and they reference it later. They reference mm-hmm. it in moments. The moment later, at the very, very, very end, when he has the balloons come out of the car, he comes up, and there's like the balloons come out of the car for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um. And then, and then the final episode where you and me, nothing that like, when he. Because he shows up in her apartment when she's on her way to have dinner with the girl. Do you know what I'm talking about? In like the in an America girl, American girl in Paris part oh, okay. two, where mm-hmm. he like he shows up in the thing and he's like, get in the get in. Mm-hmm. And then she has like great speech on the street. I'm not remembering right now. You, so where she, it's because my brain is cannot, like she goes, you cannot keep doing this to me. What do you have like some kind of radar that goes off? Like Carrie might be happy. I have time for me to come in and fuck okay, it all okay. up. Okay, okay, okay. I don't yeah, yeah. live here anymore. I, I don't got, know why this is not. I gotta <laughs> say, the arc of her going to Paris though just was oh, weird. It, was, it made no fucking sense. No, but I mean, they were great episodes. Beautiful episodes. Gorgeous, Beautiful. gorgeous. Um, anyway, so they have this conversation. He takes her home, and their conversation, like we talked about earlier, is she says, well, you know, I'm sure you're like that. You know, you fuck without thought or care. And he says, not one bit, not one iota. And then there's the moment where he's like, you must never have been in love. And he stares at her. And that is where I would have been like, pussy what? I mean, <laughs> which isn't, I don't even know. That's not even a hot thing for someone to say, but... The way he like looked at her, I just—I yeah. mean, I would have been like shook. Which he has Harry some was. really great facial expressions, and like kind of like the way he'll like give a cock eyed really smile. Does. Like he really has a great control over his. Face. I will say, me not thinking he's hot. I've never been horny for him, but the last shot where he does—he—he's in profile at the window of the car, and she's like, "Have you ever been in love?" And he's like, "Absolutely." I was like, 
I'd have been like, bitch, jump back in the fucking, like, what are you doing? You're running along the side of the car, just like, I'd have been like, come back! <laughs> and instead, Carrie has a wistful, like, oh, freeze such frame. Such a weird freeze frame. It, it like, it, it seems like it happened at an, a, a moment that they didn't mean to freeze it at. It seems like I'm going to guess that early. she had ultimate say and she just went frame by frame and was like which do these look best which do i look yeah. <laughs> now i'm gonna that's thing. that's my own insecurities being Ooh, projected yeah. onto sarah jessica parker because that's what i would do if my oh, yeah. last if the last frame is my face and i'm in a producer on this show i'd be like give me every fuck like i'm every option but there we go baby we did it we like we made it. it through the first episode i'm really excited and we may have driveled on but be prepared because that's what this that's is. what it's gonna be like and um, we're gonna curse we're gonna probably talk about personal sexual stuff well but we'll keep the it show is called sex can. and the city so it's yeah. very likely we will be talking about adult conversations yeah. so if that offends you i'm really really sorry if you though like okay even if you didn't like us could you just give us a five-star review um because those help us be seen by other people too yeah. And like we talked about multiple times, we do we are having a Patreon, and so far we have four episodes that are going to be on there as soon as you sign up. Um, and um, yeah, it's Patreon.com/slash/Pod and the City. Anything else, Amanda? What else? Follow us on social media. We'll start doing social media. Yeah, we don't have soon. that quite yeah, yet, but keep an eye out for it. And also, um, if you have feedback. Maybe don't write it in the review. Like, don't say, oh, their voices Send are fucking annoying. Send us an email. Isn't it patcpodcast at gmail.com? Sure. <laughs> it might be patcpod. Um, you know what? I'll put it in the uh, show notes. I think it's patcpod. Okay. At gmail.com. I'll put it in the show notes. Anyway, we love you. And um, yeah. please, uh, Tune in next time because we're going to have episode two. And every Friday, right, Amanda? Every Friday, baby. And like we said earlier, we are going to do um, the first season of Sex in the City. Then we're going to do the season one and season two of... Um, and just like that. That shit show. And before it comes back. Because they it is coming back for the third season allegedly this summer yeah so and we would like perfectly. to be we'd like to be doing those episodes as they come out so stick with us and um you know what uh what what they don't. say uh <laughs> they say nothing lasts forever right dreams change trends come and go but friendships never go out of style mm. bye amanda bye joan <laughs> When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.